Welcome back, listeners, to Yaha with Lisa and Phil and our frequent flyer guest, Aaron from California. Boy, your arms must be tired. Howdy. Jurassic Park. <laughs> so we've all Arr. seen it, right? I like your little, is that your T-Rex claw, A-Lima? A-Lima? Yep. <laughs> Aaron? Um, well, most of us have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have very short arms. But we should introduce oh. our guest this week. Okay. And mm-hmm. we have the esteemed Tango from Tango. our rerun forensic episodes. Woo-hoo! Tango. Yep. Yeah. The much heralded LD from the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast, our good friend LD. from California. Yeah. Hello, guys. Always a pleasure to, to, to be in your presence. Yeah. Pleasure to have you. And to you. Yep. And of Dinosaurs. course, Aaron is here. Who? Oh yeah. Uh, you know. Yep. And now, uh, what we will say is that we are uh, a California heavy situation here. Right. Yes. Three against yes. one. Yep. California, 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 Cincinnati. Oh, three against two. We we grow on people like moss. Although we can count Will, then we're four against two. Mr. Hickey is currently extracting my my sweet sweet baby toy that I just have to show you guys because it is. Oh, oh, oh cool. look at that. That's precious. Nice. <laughs> that triceratops? No, it is. It, it's actually the poster. Yeah, there was a movie. glare at the bottom. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard a, to see it, through the, gla- the it's, plastic. Yeah. It's a T-Rex eating the Velociraptor from the end ah, of the movie. Oh, my yeah. Lanza. Not blue. Not blue. <laughs> cool. No, 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 no. It's from the original. It's from Jurassic. Right. I, I, Okay. I'm like a little nervous about this one because it's like I had to go and do notes. I've seen all the movies in this series, and yet I retain no memory of anything that happened in any of them. No, oh, I years can apart. verbatim. Yeah. I can still quote the 1993 film, and I uh, it's just one well, of those one things. A, that one was like, a Spielberg. That one was a that one was yes. the good one. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed them in the moment, no but it's one. just like I don't retain any memory. So I, mm-hmm. I went through and meticulously watched Dominion and took down notes almost scene by scene so I could reference what the hell I'm talking about during this. Wow. I haven't seen it, but I have a lot of questions about Proud proud of you, by the way. I know, right? He's trying. Yeah. Doing his homework. I'm like other people. <laughs> well, you don't want to be caught uh you know, with his pants down this week. No, I have, I have, I have many questions actually. Fair. Not the least of which, laser guided dinosaurs. Oh. Is that an SNL ripoff of Laser Cats? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I mean, that with all seriousness. It could be, but. I'll just go through my, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Villain guy. How does he still have the shaving cream can oh. that Newman lost in the mud? With the raging storm coming through. That was so. From the first that movie. That was so rage inducing. I was so, so angry. I, I, I went to a theater that didn't have a whole lot of people in it. Uh-huh. Um, so you're so just yelling were, at yourself. No, I felt like, well, we were all. It's just you and Will yelling at the screen. We were bonded as a, as a, as a team of viewers for this film. And at one point, literally like somebody off to the side just went, what the? And, and that was it. Like, it's, it's, it, it, uh, it's rage inducing. It, it's yeah. good. This, this movie yeah, is just going to make me have like flashbacks. 
Dad, but I wasn't the. Uh, didn't it make an appearance in the third movie? I don't know. I didn't see the third movie. Okay, the can. I don't think that guy with the can's been in it. No. Nope. Maybe it turned. Maybe it turned up. Yes, actually, uh, actually, the guy with the can has been in the films previously. I mean, he was in the he first was in one. The, he was in the first it, one. Now the original. It's Hodgkins. It's Hodgkins. Hodgkins here. Do, See, Dod, Dodson. 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 That's it. Dodson. Dodson. Um, Dodson. And the original actor actually was released from his role, so this is a new actor because apparently he did things that I don't think you can say on a wow. family podcast. Are so, we a family podcast? I no, I always I put what? explicit on mine. When Perfect. have we become a fucking family podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so he was a, the original Dodson was a pedophile, apparently. Uh, and so he uh, was, uh, so they recast him. So mm-hmm. we have seen him before and he was with Biosyn before. So Biosyn was before this too? Yes. Dodson was in the original film. He was I mean, the one I mean, that Bio- hired. Biosyn was before this? Technically, yes, because that's the company that hired Nedry to steal the, dino dna so that they could catch up on the Mm -hmm. uh research from all the years ago so he knew there was a can he knew to look for it well he gave the can to nedry yeah he was so he was the spy yes so dotson okay he's he's okay he's the main villain of dominion he's the uh steve jobs type character who gave the the can to nedry Mm -hmm. yes Yeah. yeah okay and then Nedry um, lost the can in the storm. Oh, Biosyn. Isn't nice. that like Biosyn? Isn't that on the nose? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, just a, just a, just a little hair. bit. Um, Chris Pratt's force powers work on dinosaurs he didn't train. Okay. No, but he knows, yeah. he knows yeah. how the animals act. <laughs> no, but like through the power of friendship, mm-hmm. you can yeah, just hold he- your hands up and not be eaten by a Dilophosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everybody knew this. Yeah. And he also that's he also grabbed one by the throat, right? Throttled it. Oh, you just yeah, just joink. <laughs> Let's see, um flying dinosaurs eat airplane engines. Did that happen? Not eat them, attack them. <laughs> okay. Attack I can accept. Eat I was it was somebody being a little hyperbolic. I think what they saw was like if you ever have seen a can of sardines and you're like, I know there are fish in there, I'm just gonna tear this metal off and eat it. I think that was the same thing. Yeah. So they were puncturing metal with yes. their beaks and yeah. and talons. Okay. Yeah, it's like when T Rex opens the uh, the uh, the jeep to get to the soft, squishy inside. How about yeah. the orb that the kids are in? And oh yeah, you know. that I know. Wasn't that the brilliant idea? Oh look, let's send a rolling egg down the hill in front of a dinosaur. Got two two nitpicks yep. about locusts. One of them is, uh, was that a shot-by-shot remake of the X-Files movie The Attack? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. And the other, uh, uh, were those flying, flaming locusts? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they accidentally set the lab on fire and the locusts went off. I see. If yeah. you explain the plot points of Dominion point by point, it sounds like a fever dream brought on by a head full of acid. Seems to be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it literally There's was. There's a lot going on. A yeah. lot. Do you think it had too much of an agenda, like too much of a radical agenda or something like that? With all the, or is that just the nature of the characters? Agenda? Yeah, like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, her character had like found Jesus. You know, she changed from like this corporate person that she became a... 
kind of a crusader for the dinosaurs trying to, and then kind of. A rebel. Yeah. A crusader. Yeah. Right. I'm just wondering where all the criticism has come from for the movie, you know, because it's a such a popular the franchise. Like it, the people, people are haters. They want to throw shade. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, always I, a factor. I will suggest that it they treated it like Pinkberry. They're like, let's have corporate espionage inside moles, massive weird character turns. Uh, let's have an Indiana Jones esque chase through a city with laser pointers. It was just like, let's just throw everything we can possibly do into one movie blender and just throw it against the wall and film it. And that's what happened. As like, all your yeah. favorite characters from the entire franchise. Let's and get them all together. The part that everybody loves, the characters coming together. They had uh, female Han Solo, huh? Yep. Yes, they did. Female Han Solo. Yes, a smuggler with the heart of gold. Yeah. yeah. Don't I don't know if they were actually trying to queer queer bait people with her, but like uh, if she was, you know, they should have either made her overtly gay or not. Oh, uh, was there something was there something gay about her? In, in yes. It? Yes. Uh, Kayla. Kayla's Kayla, the the, uh, the pilot. Right. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, she's yeah. an awesome uh, character. Loved her. Yeah. Han Solo. Uh, she's yeah. Han Solo. But yeah. she would have fit better in a she would have fit better in a Star Wars film. Well, they, they've already got Han Solo. Well, I kind of wonder if with Kayla, the young man that, that gave it up, you know, the guy and uh, Maisie, that they're working towards a new kind of franchise. Oh, let me move on. Maisie's the clone? Yes. Yeah, the clone. Well, I like the way Kayla kind of had a, like she had a, she was in love with her airplane. I mean, yeah. she lamented when it was destroyed. Oh, yeah. I mean, was she destroyed. might be gay, but she's in love with and, her. I mean, in, in that sense, she she was kind of like Han Solo and whatever. What was his? The Millennium Falcon. The Millennium the, the Falcon. Millennium, like, yeah. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> Ironically, it just pops up on the screen. Should have called me. I would have wore my Chewy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to take off? No. I got a bear on. There yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, California I'm, bear. I. That's close enough to a Wookiee. What's that? Those Trust your vibes. vibes. Amen to that. Trust your vibes. Yes. I went with yeah, Queen as in usual, honor. I'm just going for what brought oh. Philip into my life. Woo! <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Woo! Yeah. And? She's bringing the I heat. Will... And what about you? <laughs> Me? Hmm? Yeah. Queen. queen. Oh, Queen. Yeah. Wore that for LD. She's a big queen, uh, Freddie Mercury fan. Massive, massive right fan. Actually... Uh, funny enough, I am uh, interviewing Leslie Ann Jones, who wrote the book Mercury, yeah. on oh, Thursday. Cool. But she's oh. done like massive. She just finished a book because she's she's releasing a book of um, the Rolling Stones. But oh. she's like got unfettered access. She's done David Bowie. She's done Michael Jackson. Like any major star, she has mm-hmm. sat down with. Us. So I'm super excited yeah. because she's actually gotten to spend time with Freddie Mercury, and she's like. The closest I think I'll ever get to him. <laughs> well, not to get off yeah, on a tangent, but I mean, probably considering you know how crazy. I mean, from Bohemian Rhapsody, we know how inaccurate it was for you know mm-hmm. historically or whatever. But how much do you think it captured his essence, like when he was at these parties and stuff? There's a difference between uh, what was written on the page and what Rami Malek brought to the performance, and I think Rami brought a lot of Freddie to the performance the script just kind of went off and tried to make this like perfectly encapsulated film. 
that was PG-13 and you can't do that with Freddy's life. And so yeah. I felt like, like there's, there's two camps. You can do warts and all biographies like with dirt, right. or you can do something that's just like family friendly and Oscar bait. And, and that's you kind know, of what, you know, yep, you're right. Yep. So, and that's, they yeah. did the same thing with rocket man and it just, oh, it, rocket man was terrible. Uh, rocket man was terrible. Philip hated it. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Because of the music, of course, but, and, you know, yeah, you, you had to suspend disbelief, but it was still, mm-hmm. yeah. wasn't it really Queen in Bohemian Rhapsody? It, it was, okay, the so audio? they had a, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. Well, what they had and, done. In the, took- the Elton John one, I think he wanted to get money again for the, for the publishing rights. So he had somebody else cover all the songs, the, the actor. You have actually a di- there's yeah. a, a little bit of a difference with Queen because with Queen the backing tracks were actually done with him, but the vocals were a mix of Freddie, um, Rami, and a guy named Mark Martell, who's one of the best Freddie Mercury esque vocalists ever. Between yeah. him and Mika, like that, th- those are the two that I would suggest. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't have imagined Sasha Baron Cohen in that role after seeing <laughs> Rami Malek. Well, he was upset because he wanted this grittier. You know, more, you know, drug addled portrayal, probably all the lurid things that go on in a rock star's life or whatever. He wanted it to be more real. Yeah. I wanted more mustache. (laughs) Everybody always does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's another movie, but that was a good one. But, uh, um, so back to the story here. So Biasin's this big corporate entity Uh that's, I've, I've, I got more yeah, on my there. list. Yeah, go ahead. Finish it. <laughs> <Atlanta. list. laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Clone Girl is apparently responsible for every death in this movie. Accurate. Technically, that happened in the second film because she was like, I'm a clone and I know what it's like to be different. So I'm going to release all the dinosaurs because I know what it feels like to be sort of like a frog. Eek. <laughs> right. It's her fault. So clone girl is Maisie. Maisie, right. Okay. The daughter of what's some, her name? Some body Django the, Fett. I don't the, know. Yeah, the retconned partner. Who is of, that? Like Boba Fett and something's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, right. the original the old man's daughter. Yeah, clone yes. references. I like. She cloned herself before she died. Right, she cloned herself, and then she found out. That's my next right. clone. I don't. I don't actually think she did. I think she might be part lizard person, and then she just asexually produced, and then changed all of the uh, DNA in Maisie's body so that she didn't have the same life-altering, debilitating disease that she died of. Okay, right. this is that's, this is that's, why that's I have that a maybe the answer to my question. Because if if her, if her mom cloned her without knowing she had the genetic disease, how was she, how did she also treat all of her cells against the disease? She treated Maisie after she was born because she discovered she had the disease after Maisie was born. So then she changed all the cells in Maisie's body. Do you understand why I'm on the verge of having a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breakdown. What are you doing, Aaron? Sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Oh no! But she doesn't accept what they just feed you in the movie. You're you're obviously yeah. looking forward to the next uh, chapter and Are anticipating. We? I'll also watch another one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm a fan. It's kind of yeah. like it's like kind of like a Queen album. It might not be Night at the Opera. I'll still listen mm-hmm. to it. 
But yeah, I'll probably go see whatever just, Jurassic crap they put out next, just because I really yeah. like dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. I hate the idea of bringing them to life. <laughs> oh God, no! Let's not talk about that because I still, I will on a random Friday night just watch that movie and just again. I am a 42-year-old woman who will openly weep every single time I see that scene. Every single time. Every time. It's like tears. She did that. Exactly what you're talking about. We were watching something before this? Yeah. From the first movie? Well, Philip was looking at, like, clips, and the clip came on, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and I don't actually produce tears for some reason, but I still, it's like I have that moment. You know, oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I I actually didn't get to see it in theaters until I was probably about thirty seven, because my uh, mom refused to let me watch it because she thought it'd be too scary for me because I was thirteen when it originally uh, came out. So I got to see it on VHS in ninety four when it finally came to home theater or whatever, and yeah. and so um, I, I would still cry when it was on the small screen, but the first time I ever got to see it like on the big screen. It was, oh, it was ugly, was... ugly tears. Just shoulder shaking Claire Dane's face tears. I saw it in Encino. I was working with Tango. Oh, got to see it together by chance? No. Okay. <laughs> saw it with Ehor. Okay, Tango, have you seen Spinal Tap yet? No. I still blame it Aaron. It wasn't an assignment. It was Aaron's fault. Okay. <laughs> I blame Aaron. <laughs> okay. Um, so, they waited until the, they waited until yeah, the sixth movie to introduce. Oh my Heather's god, are you still story. going on your list? Yeah, I got about two, three <laughs> oh, more. Cheese and crap. You know, this is like an hour show. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tie that together with the invisibility dinosaur. What's with that? It makes itself like camouflaged or invisible. Okay, the Indominus Rex did not actually make an appearance in the third one. Okay, and I'll let that go. Um, then, uh, I guess the news report exposition at the beginning, but then again, if like me, you didn't see the last movie, you you probably needed it. I saw the first Jurassic world and the first Jurassic park. I think that's it. Okay. That's a good start. That's a good start. Okay. Well, Jurassic world ended with everything getting released. Right. Why are you telling what? I thought they got released in the one after that, the, Okay. The one they, I didn't see. They saw so, okay, so Are we of, telling them everything, like the ends and stuff? Sure. Sure. Spoilers. We'll, spoiler, well, alert. spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This whole show is a it. spoiler alert. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to spoil yeah. the shit out of this because I didn't I think there, there aren't that many people that haven't seen most of the movies. So, you yeah. know. Well, if they haven't seen it by now, they're. Who was that? For it to go streaming I thought it was a popular franchise. It is. I, that's why it made. I think that's why it made money. But it sounds like a really when the badly. The first one, one came out. It was like wow. Well, that that was a Spielberg. That was a great movie. Bombed. Well, the yeah. idea. I mean, because yeah. when you're a kid, you think of dinosaurs. They're like second the and third one. Like weren't Spielberg, you know? And it's like they really capture imagination when you're a kid. And it's like when this, when you hear this movie's coming out, you're like, now they're going to animate something that's only lived in my in the in the you know my imagination all this time. <gasps> And it's like, oh, that looks like, looks like Solomon did a time warp and ended up in LA. Yeah. But I don't think that one's quite as big as Solomon. Oh, there we go. I like the. Let's find Nettle. 
Nettle, I can't capture her. Okay. Again, no dinosaur. I'll wander by while holding her up. If either of our cats wander by, we'll hold them up. Next time she jumps on my back and digs her claws into my shoulder blades. Stay with me, Toothless. They're just bullying me. Let's put your wings in. Let's put those wings in. Okay. You know, because I always thought Toothless looked like a sugar glider with like bigger wings. There you go. Very nice. (laughs) We can can cut my complaints off and paste them at the end, I think. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So what's question 206? (laughs) I think I'm done. Oh, was it something I said? Visibility dino. (laughs) Clone girl kidnapping plot. (laughs) See, and that's why I didn't see the second, uh, you know, the one with the clone. I didn't see that one. I oh. saw Jurassic World. Oh, the one where in the the mansion? I'm pretty sure oh, we yeah. saw that. No? Okay. The only good thing about number two was that it, it, it had Toby Jones in it. And Toby Jones is a delight in everything he's ever been in, even when he's a bad guy. Yeah. That well, was the best and part. Then, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, uh, the movie uh, uh, Hide and Seek. Uh, Is that with De, uh, De Niro? Yeah. Okay. I, Philip was like, oh, what about the Titan Seek? And I said, well, De Niro's the bad guy. Because why wouldn't De Niro be the bad guy in the first Kate place? Fear. Kate Fear. It's fun. Kate it's Fear, that's good. It's more fun to be the bad guy. That's good, you. That is a good <laughs> reference. Excellent. It is. Taxi driver. Ta- you know, oh, yeah. I love taxi driver. Ta- but it is. Yeah. Well, Don't get me started. I don't know. He was conflicted. He wasn't so much the bad guy as just nuts. nuts out. Meet the Falkers. But he did a good job. At he was that. kind of a Meet bad the guy Falkers, there. That was funny. Yeah. More he often was... a bad guy than not. Really. Yeah. But I mean, in, in Hyde and Seek, Irishman. Oh, Very yeah. Good Irishman. Good fellas. Come on. We can do this all night. <laughs> <laughs> Forget oh. about it. But Hyde and um, Seek was a horror movie. Oh, no. was... We're not. I think he was not a bad guy in a Bronx tale. No, he no, was a, not, not a bad guy in a lot of movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Casino. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, uh, by the way, Godfather, I don't consider him a bad guy. Just saying. Yeah. Or that was two. But anyway. Were there any good guys in Casino? Or, no, I'm confused. Yeah, De Niro. <laughs> I don't <laughs> consider Mafia guys bad in a movie. <laughs> All right. Well, De Niro, anyway. It depends. Right. So, so back to, back to, uh, Jurassic yeah. World Dominion. Dominion. Yes. Okay. So they yes. got, uh, the, uh, who was it? Laura Dern's character, Ella Sattler. Ellie, Ellie, Ellie. Sattler. Ellie. And uh, Ellie. Indiana Jones oh. go to Biasin, right? Um, yeah. Dr. Dr. Alan Grant. Dr. Alan Grant. Yes. Yes. Paleontologist and Dr. Ellie Sattler is a paleobotanist. Right, not a right. You got to make the right. distinction right because it, it's easy to to get that wrong. But don't don't but, confuse it with the diet. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and they're there to uh, foil. What are they there to foil the plot? Well, they're there to the locusts. prove that uh, Biosyn is um, uh, trying to take over the world's food supply. Yes. By utilizing the locusts to destroy crops throughout the world. Yeah, 
that were not that were not planted by Biosyn themselves. Fierce. But okay, so they meet when they're in there. They find out they have an ally there. Mm-hmm. Like, they might have known that Doctor Ian Malcolm was there. No, they knew because he invited them. Mm-hmm. Now, right. uh, Doctor Grant didn't know. Ellie knew. And so okay, that's what I noticed. Grant and Malcolm have. You know, definite heat. They're 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 on opposite sides. I mean, I think it's over Ellie actually, but they're constantly like competing for her yeah. attention. Mm. No, nope. that goes that. that goes back to the first movie. Yeah, it's yeah. more than Ellie. They they were. He'd be like he'd be like stroking her wrist while he's talking to her. Shoot, pop as like Grant is old school. Yeah, and he sees Malcolm as pop science. Is that what it is, yeah. LD? You seem to have a okay. bigger part of it. Well, technically, in the first in the first 1993 film, Jurassic Park, there is some general attraction uh, from Malcolm to Ellie, but I believe that it is a very fleeting thing. And the thing that she has oh, with Doctor yeah. yeah, because what she has with Doctor Grant is something that has lasted prior to the events of Jurassic Park. So I don't ever think that after the first film there's ever that kind of uh headbutting against it but honestly i feel like they're i think that after the the events of the first film because dr ian malcolm has been in the most jurassic park films and right behind him is dr Wu. so ian's actually had more of an arc between all the films so when you were going back to the the grant Sadler, Malcolm, love triangle. I think it's an extremely fleeting thing that only happened in the first and the first film. And then after that, they actually have a mutual agreement that what happened in the first film should be prevented. And there's a mutual respect there. So I don't ever think that after the first film, they ever really even off camera butt heads about what, what should or should not be done with Jurassic Park. Yeah. All right. Okay, but you saying Tango? Oh, I was going to say also, I think because of his character, um, that if some other woman was to walk that was just as enchanting, he would be like, oh, I'll talk to you in a minute and go the other way. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't serious. He's yeah. got oh, yeah. multiple, multiple Womanize. exes. Yeah, he's a, he's a womanizer. He's <laughs> they he's a chaotician. Like, that's his job. He is. He and and in a lot of movies, he's like that. But he's. Yeah. He's also got four kids with various women, so we know that he is a womanizer. So, wait, in real life or in the movie? In the movie, he's got four kids. Only one, only one appears in the second one, and that is Kelly, the one that stows away in the trailer. Mm. Well, there's definitely some tension because he's like, there's the point where he says, "Here, you go get a latte while I talk to Doctor Sattler about the important shit that's going down in the in the basement." You know, it's like you had this rapport with her that he was excluded from. And then there was also where he turned to Dr. Grant and he goes, Oh, I gotta, I gotta meet with my four kids who I love more than anything else in the world. How many kids do you have now? And, and, uh, Dr. Grant was like, I don't have any kids. I think the whole separating deep. the two of them was actually specifically because he wanted Dr. Grant to be on the, to keep an eye out for anyone that could be. Trying yeah. to listen in, so he's trying to 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 shorten the distance between conversation because yeah. Ellie could go to Doctor Grant and tell her, tell him what Malcolm I said. Think. I think it was just about being as under the radar as possible. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably spent yeah. too much time on that already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they're not supposed to realize who the actual, uh, because I mean, let's face it, Malcolm probably as a visiting professor, so to speak, he didn't have level six access. He had to get that card from somewhere else. And we're not supposed to realize at that point that where he got the card from. Correct. Which is, it's a great reveal in the third act where it actually yes. comes from by a phenomenal mm-hmm. actor. And I'm still, still pissed off that they canceled that, that person's TV show. I mean, this yeah. is a spoil, but this is a, this is not a spoiler free zone. I'll just go ahead and say it. Archive 81 was a fabulous TV show. Netflix, mm-hmm. shame on you for canceling it because now I have yeah. Ed Cannon and that's it. I'm sorry, I don't know the show. Yeah, are the, are the existing episodes still on? Yes, it's it's great if you like heady alien. No, no, it's more I guess time travel, if anything. Oh, okay. But it's it's brilliant, and it was based on a podcast called Archive Eighty One, and it deals with more celestial things, like more cosmic things, whereas it's more grounded on the TV series. But it's fabulous series and i'm still angry at netflix write a letter they they got rid of a lot of really good stuff for no reason let's sign a petition what's the name of the show it's called archive 81 oh they're broke but they can still spend 30 million dollars on every single episode of stranger things right i've never seen that i have i'm I'm sorting out on that. The best. we watched like the first four episodes and then he was he was like nope but I heard Kate Bush is on it now, so I might watch. She's not on it. They just play no, the music. Not on it. They're using, they're just using the song. And um, spoiler, yeah. spoiler for Stranger Things current season. That last episode I saw, and I haven't been back, is when uh, Eleven bashed a girl in the head with a roller skate. Yeah, oh, that was at boss. the yeah the roller skating rink. I was, I wasn't down with that man. She's a bully. Mm. I used to root for Eleven. Now she's just. Cause her, cause she can't use her magic. She bashes in somebody's head. I could have killed her. No, I suggest, I, do, I suggest watching the other episodes. I'll continue. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tap out, but because you will find out, but I it, moved to the next show in the round they, robin and haven't been back in a while. They yet. never overtly say why, but like after the season four finale, you understand why she would do that. Aaron, you're just not a big fan of the violence, right? That's just, you don't like the, well, you know. I, why do you hang out with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just that that instance of violence. I think was was a little over the top. For. Yeah, okay. Wasn't, yeah, that's cool. I, I I everybody loves that show. I feel like we should probably give it another shot. But like you, said, um, you said, you know, the the first few episodes of the first season are really eighties nostalgic, cool. Which I usually like, yeah. Playing D and D in the basement, yeah. kind of. Oh, stuff. wait, wait, wait! I could actually bring this back to Jurassic Park, which is exactly oh, could you, what. Would you, could go for you. it. <laughs> yeah. The Archive eighty one. Stranger Things, uh, oh, no. is is like jingling nostalgia keys, and that was what the first Jurassic Park, well, the Jurassic World was. It was mm-hmm. just like you like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Keys jingling. Here's you remember the first Jeep in the first movie? Yeah, here it yeah. is. Hey, yeah. you remember we had two kids? All right, we got two kids now. You want the goggles? You love the goggles. That was what that was literally, it was just it was nostalgia. 
And that's kind of like the uh, reboot of Star Wars. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it was, but the, the one, the first one of the latest trilogy. You're, you might be thinking, well, you might be thinking of Rogue One. I guess so. Rogue, Rogue One was great. That was that was the big nostalgia one. Everybody should grade grade the movie like like a. And of course, I love it. I was excited when I saw the. I was just like, what? I mean, I was the child, you know. What ninety three is an A. What was a B? Eighty six. <laughs> yeah, grade grade it. Okay. Grade the movie. Yeah. You get an A plus. Okay. A hundred percent? I guess. I mean, I enjoyed it. I love that everybody was in it from the old and the new. I loved some of the old stuff that was put into the new stuff. Um, I loved a lot about it. I mean, of course, there was like flaws and stuff. But, you know, you go to a movie to be entertained. If you're going to go to dissect it, what's the point? I I think that the uh, they could have completely removed the 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 laser pointer killer dinosaur part of the plot so pointless yeah oh my god that could be gone and i would not miss it at all what was it doing there you know what though if it had come back at any point Mm. in the in the rest of the reference to it or like they that was like their secret weapon to take down dodson was like they they pointed the laser at him and then he was eaten like that would be a great that you know bring it back It'll be in the it'll be in the seventh movie now. Yeah, was it maybe like a heat a heat sensor thing to draw it out? I don't know. Well, just... it was it was a, what they did was they implanted something in the brain. So you're not buying the science. Yeah. The laser just, guided dinosaur. They, they implanted like a chip or something in the brain of the dinosaur, and that way the dinosaur would automatically focus on anything that the laser pointed at. That's it. That's the whole big thing. But they use the same basic technology on the dinosaurs in the valley because what they did was they used a uh, a chip that they installed in the brains of all the dinosaurs that would automatically pull them back to the headquarters for safety if something happened, which is what happened. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So just, you know, sort of off topic. Topic. You remember in Jurassic World when the pterodactyls were coming down and one of them was on Owen and then, mm-hmm. you know, Claire uh-huh. was like, just, and then, you know, whatever. And I mean, then bam, afterwards, you know, bum, bum, and then, oh, sorry, you know, you don't like the violence. Um, earmuffs, Aaron. So anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I just like bum bum bum, and then bam, the bird, and then he that's, gets. That's not a little girl bashing in another little girl's head with a skate. <laughs> and grab. She did all that with like this white dress on, right? That that's the one where she had the white. When she's going to the jungle, dressed like she's going to it was a, a skirt and a shirt and a tank top or a camisole yeah. thing underneath, <clears throat> and then yeah. Are we are we yeah. missing the high heels that she was wearing? Right, yeah. controversy. Yeah, because she was Maybe she cut the heels off, like in *Romancing was, the Stone*. That was pointed out in one that. of the reviews I read. Was that um, yeah. she was wearing oh. a lot more clothes in this movie and probably didn't get to work out as much as she did for the first See, one. I think that's reflective of a change in her character. She was this like uh, untouchable, like uh, gen- um, corporate suit. Yeah, but now she's like you know now she dresses like because Indiana. Because now Jones. her nephews are uh, in in the picture. 
the nephews, yeah. the blood, you know, she's going to go save them. So, you know, your I, mind changes, your adrenaline. No? I am so yeah. tired of having children in Jurassic Park films. Recently, oh my God, I'm like that about amusement parks. <laughs> it's just always the kids that are, like, I don't even care if they're good or bad act. I don't care. Stop yeah. bringing children to your dinosaur death trap. I feel like we were separated at birth. It wasn't. Hey, Jurassic World was not a dinosaur death trap. It was a family-friendly amusement park. Don't bring your grandkids to an untested dino park where there are definitely carnivores and some shit's going to go down. You have the weather report. You know that there's going to be a hurricane. Why do you bring your grandkids? You're supposed to love them. I agree completely. Right. You wouldn't have to worry about melted ice cream. Exactly. Oh, oh, and then, uh, oh, so we're just going to let your kids out in these floaty orbs with, and just hope that no, they don't no, no. override oh, them? Yeah. Giant, delicious eggs with squishy centers. It's their Kinder Eggs. You just made Kinder Eggs for dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a reason why they're illegal in America. What, why? Okay, so I'm like I said, I kind of I, my my eyes glaze over at these movies sometimes. What went awry? Why were the dinosaurs? Why did they stop being controllable? I know they're all female, right? Oh, well, the clone, well, no. the clone <laughs> sets them free. Which is, that's just hilarious. That's why <laughs> What's the movie with the the uh, the species? Uh, the previous it, movie, what the are you just like? What is that? Have you met a fourteen-year-old her first period? Well, I think we got our TikTok moment now. Yeah, so. yeah. Species <laughs> yeah. made it female, so it would be more controllable. But <laughs> but she showed them, didn't she? But, but what happened? I mean, what happened? What? I mean, why did they, why did they become? Yep. Why did oh, they the become first one? Also, in because Instagram. because to quote Doctor. Ian Malcolm, nature, life, finds a way. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That's what, that's also, right down to the pond. Also, I do, believe, I do believe that uh, the reason why dinosaurs are uncontrollable is because the script said they weren't. Right. Here's the first. Uh, but I do not believe that it's a good idea to make dinosaurs. There's a first. Just so you know. Quote yep. on my notes. Life finds a way. So I Life forgot my own. Finds a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. This now, is now, uh, have you guys yep. read the Has anybody read the book? No. Nope. For once, I, I have not read the book. I did. Yeah. What yes. do you think? Loved it. I loved yeah. it. I lo- it. It was one of those things where I was able to separate the book from the film because there are significant differences such as in the book dr john ha- or uh, the john hammond uh dies on mm. the island and then yeah. dr ian apparently dies on the island but he comes back in the second one comes out he wasn't like dead he was just asleep just mostly uh, dead um, but so no no so, yeah i mean i I'm, the there are certain he was princess bride mostly dead hmm. <laughs> yes mostly dead yeah, so was that, that was that was one of those things where, like, the, the thing is, Michael Crichton must have been really, you know, just fucked up by Disneyland because not only did he create Jurassic Park, but he also created Westworld, and we see how awesome that went. Yeah. So I don't know, if, like, 
a boat broke down at like it's a small world and it mm-hmm. just stuck with him. He he's waiting for Disneyland just to become a a, a horrific event. Exactly. I just want the kids to go away. Yeah. It's not so much to ask. I have to wait till September. Till we don't need we school. don't need our children. We don't need real <laughs> children. We don't need clone children. We don't need clone Pete. No, we don't need the clone. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like as somebody with children and grandchildren who works for Disney, I should just not say anything. Good call. You didn't even have to mention that, by the way. And now they know. Edit, edit, edit. Aaron was not in the room. Oh, now you said his name. <laughs> so, Aaron, how would you score the movie? I didn't see it. Oh, that's right. I can't score it. <laughs> Twelve. How would you score it? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Ooh, that's an F minus. Twelve. Minus. Twelve. And I, I will, I will tell you why. We all know that the hero of this movie is the T Rex. How, <laughs> how dare you not even show him? Like this is this. You could just name the movie Lindley watching T Rex for two and a half hours, and that would be accurate. And they yeah. attempted to kill him. And no, we don't play that game in this household. Um, the T Rex is my spirit animal. It is my guide. Yeah. It is is what I, I I hope to be reincarnated as, um, flesh eating dragon movie, type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> and this movie this movie tried to kill him, and I don't yeah. appreciate like. And that's the other thing was like because of the second one, I don't want to see dinosaurs that I watched when I was a kid die in a fiery lava pit. And they yeah. did that in the second one. And I thought, okay, maybe in the third one they'll learn their lesson. Yeah. No, they have flaming friggin' locusts falling on my Allosaurus. Got it. So- Don't mess with my dinos. <laughs> I got dino-o? it. You had an axe grinder. <laughs> dinos. Okay. Favorite moment? The franchise or the movie? In which one? In Dominion. Oh, Dominion. Oh, in Dominion. The credits. <laughs> the, the credits. Wow. Okay. <laughs> my turn i don't understand i thought you loved it favorite moment in dominion oh why'd you say credits because <laughs> it meant that i could go home oh. she gave it a 12 out of 100 she gave, she gave it a really low score right you gave it a 12 out of 100 okay here's my soliloquy there's no t-rex jurassic park no so in the okay lindley loves dinos uh-huh. She doesn't want to see death. Bad, uh-huh. bad filmmakers, bad. I see. Okay. And, uh, and, and I already told you why I liked it. Yeah. She like she I think she wanted fewer dinosaurs to die. No. <laughs> when we, LD did. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the the beauty of the original Jurassic Park was the idea that we were struggling as a society, even in a small group, was were we doing the right thing? By mm-hmm. creating these dinosaurs, you had the ability to do it, but did you have the right to do it? They had their chance. It they went extinct, and then it was time for for people to take over. And that was the, the you know that was the whole thing was this idea that you took something that was organic and you made it corporate, and you it, it was a an actual dilemma mm-hmm. that right. made you think about truly we right. have the power to do things like clone sheep and. And do all this, but should we be doing it? Because there is that moral idea. People acting like God. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. People acting like God. Yeah. And and then by the time you get to Dominion, it's like, let's make a giant park with like dinosaurs that can just eat your babysitter. Like it lost everything that the first one had. And if they had kept, 
if they had kept with that moral dilemma, they could have actually gone really far with mm-hmm. Dominion. And the idea mm-hmm. that they went against, that's why I actually like Jurassic World. The first one was because mm-hmm. they did take everything that, and they threw everything that John Hammond had realized and threw it out the window and did it anyway. Right. And they corporate, they made it corporate and they, they, they slapped it, you know, they, they six flags or they, they sea world it and look what had, you know, look what God hath wrought. Uh huh. By the third one, it's just like dinos that do parkour. Like you can literally like, as Chris Pratt is like driving through this city, he's right. like riding on the bike. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing this stupid bull. That's just like, let me, let me, you can hear the, you can hear the Nintendo music as they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I just think Jurassic Park lost its way. It's kind of like the first Rambo. There versus was a first certain blood amount or... of that what half man wrought and corporate sin. But when you come right down to it, yeah, the the movie failed in that respect. It's like the I first, pla- the field. Now, the first Planet it... of the Apes versus when the apes took New York or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it just, the apes just kind of looked New York. Well, there was, wasn't there, uh, <laughs> weren't the Planet of the Apes invade New York when there? Okay, never mind. Are you thinking of Escape from New York? No, no. But, no. but there were some. There no, were some the apes went to New York sure at one they, No, they were. Oh, I think it was in Connecticut. I think. Conquest I think he's of thinking of the, the Muppets apes. Take Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. Can't right? have guarantee he hasn't seen that. I'm pretty sure the apes took New York at some point. <laughs> I just don't know. New York, they broke out, and it was a city similar to New York. Yeah. Okay. When they broke out and took over. So, what is your score? Okay. And your favorite. Well, I can we'll roll it all into one. Your score and your favorite day. moment. Yeah. I I uh, I gave it an eight out of ten because it had the feels for me. Yeah. With the cast getting together, but really, I mean, right. I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. we were going a hundred. We we're, we're going to a hundred. So eighty? No, oh, that's too much. The hundred. Eighty. But wow, twelve and a hundred—that's like ooh. <laughs> twelve yeah. of a hundred. That's yeah. Yeah. okay. What's your hundred? Um, yeah. So you said eight out of a hundred. Eight? No, eight out of ten. <laughs> eighty yeah. out of hundred. Eighty out of okay. Because it had the feels for me with the two casts getting together. So that's kind of like a C but, plus then. But really, honestly, that. I'm giving, I'm giving that, that's a B, hun. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a B, but anyway. I'm giving, I'm giving a B to about like 20 minutes at the beginning and 15 minutes at the end. I feel like I got to watch it again. Yeah. yeah it, we benefit greatly from watching it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to start at the beginning and rewatch all of them. LD is not going to do it. Yeah. I've only yeah. seen the original movie once. She'd have to I take, know I'm ashamed. She'd have to take her score down. By uh, six. We had the original one on VHS when my kids were little. That one played a lot. Mm. Don't you? When you look at those originals, don't the dinosaurs look a little flaky now? They look a little bit like plastic things you buy at the toy store. A little bit. All right, yeah. I, I'm gonna throw in something here. Okay, okay. I'll beat him up later when Aaron's not looking. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Did you just disparage the, the CGI from oh, Jurassic the CGI. Park? There's no, there's barely any CGI in the first one. Barely. You use sparingly. Yeah, no, everything else is practical. In the dark fight. and in That's the rain. Fight, 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 fight. 
I'm just saying, they, you know, they look, you know, the teeth are a little too white and, uh, you know, they, they move a little bit with a little bit of. Well, they're new. They're in, a, they're in a Hollywood movie. Of course, they're going to use crest white stripes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you're good call on that. That's a bad no-no. So, you want my other little dinosaurs okay. to Wait pick a minute. Stuff out. My favorite moment. Ooh, what if the dinosaur had a stash? No. When the, uh, when the T-Rex goes past the magnifying glass in the sky. Oh, and he, yeah. he mimics the logo. That was pretty. Camp. I love that moment. That was oh, yeah. Like, that was the logo. That was about when the edibles kicked in. So yeah, I'm gonna agree. That was Jurassic pretty, Park. Pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the skull so of dinosaur head logo. Review might involve edibles. No, just the ending because I like at this point I'm like I'm I'm checked out. They've got they've got clones and she's asexually reproducing. We have got way too much plot <laughs> in this plot. I am, I'm going to check out in the only way that is socially acceptable in California. <laughs> okay, so sidebar then, are you having a problem with fish and seahorses? <laughs> I'm, just... I'm a, actually allergic, so probably, maybe, oh. yeah. Oh, you mean <laughs> the, the asexual reproduction? I no, well, no, they no seahorses have male and female, but the male carries the babies. Yeah, so oh, okay. those are fine. It's the it's uh the monitor it lizard is, that is. actually produces reproduces asexually. And, and there so, are frogs that do that as well. Yeah, and that's oh, how, right. Thank you for making. Oh, it. and the clones part Sorry. monitor lizard. That's an important pl- it, plot. And it's point, not right? it's not really asexually if if the population becomes too female heavy, a some of the females can actually switch their gen- genetics to become the male so that they can reproduce with other females. So it's not, you know, like, like with the monitor lizard where they can do it asexually. They actually do do it sexually. It's just I, their I saw body. That movie. Starts with a pizza delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> this is not your biography. <laughs> Well, isn't it the frog DNA that makes it so that when a dinosaur, when you keep still, the the presence of the frog DNA prevents them from being able to see you if you sit still? No, no, you don't. Okay. Know. I thought somebody said that. That's supposed movie. to be a T Rex. That was, thing. That was in the They're first the movie, but has, they uh, would have smelled you and eaten you. I do bathe every day. But they just smelled me and eat me anyway, I guess. You, you smell like warm meat. Yeah. All right. So can I get Go my ahead. score now? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to say, Sterling. I'm going to give it like, uh, I'm like going to give it a 75. Okay. okay. Wow. You're the big fan, but he's giving it the 75. I'm doing this, but I mean, Lindley. She was, she was really let down by, by a poorly written story. I think Tanko make, makes a good point about how he brought the cast together. So it's kind of like a cast party after this is like the cast party reunion. after the other movies yeah. were made. It's a reunion. So it's kind of a celebration of the franchise, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I like some of the stuff. I like some of the, the acting in it. I thought the acting between Grant and, um, and, uh, Malcolm was good. I liked that, which I noted before, but I think it was about maybe 20 minutes too long and there are too many scenes of these, uh, people falling out of trees and then here comes a dinosaur as soon as they fall out. Like you couldn't, you couldn't move in that jungle without a dinosaur. Well, uh, it was full of dinosaurs. Yeah. And I think some of the science, some of the science is questionable, which you guys pointed out earlier. Really? So <laughs> I liked it better than Lord of the Rings. How about that? Excuse huh? me. Yeah, no, it was better. It was better than Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 
I was going to ask you later what all that was on oh, your wall. Nice. <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He didn't the read the book. There. He didn't. Okay, we're just yeah. gonna we're just okay, gonna sorry. put it out there. Fantasy and sci-fi are not Phil's thing. Philip is not sci-fi fantasy fan. So no predator, yeah. no aliens. Yep. No, I'm no. out of here. I, I know. I know, right? We were, no, Tango, come back. We I like 12. you. Come back, Tango. Yeah. <laughs> See, I liked. I liked The Hobbit when I read it. I read The Hobbit in college. I didn't know you read The Hobbit. I know you didn't in high school. <laughs> no, I didn't. Not in high school. But I read it in, co- in college, and uh, and and yeah, I liked it because it, I, it allowed me to form my opinion of what the, you know. My imagination took over, and I imagined what these characters were like. And then it just blew it for me seeing it all on big on screen. screen. Uh, and, I can see how that happens. That's why I like separating up if there's a movie based yeah. on a book that I've read, I like putting time between me and the reading the book and seeing the movie because I remember I, I read water for elephants and I thought it was brilliant. And then I saw the film and it just made me angry. Mm. Yeah. That's always a downer. I just spent yeah. seven months reading the wheel of time books and I'm caught up on the season. So I could tell you what's different and what's not and this and that, but uh why don't we go ahead and stick our commercial break in here? Uh-huh. I, w- I will tell you how to fix Dominion. Okay. It would be to take the film. We've already established all of these characters in subsequent films. We've established Ellie Sattler, Dr. Ian Malcolm, Dr. Grant. Owen, Grady, Claire, Maisie. We've, we've got all these characters already. They should have removed a good chunk of the middle. Like, we yes. don't need... Like, they had plot points that went nowhere. They had... Laser dinosaurs. But they also, like, okay, there was the part where she's in the uh, the airplane and mm. the, the plane's getting attacked and they're like, okay, uh, Claire, you go use the ejector seat because of course you're her mother and, and her mom was like, so don't send the guy who was in the Navy who's got training with these animals. Mm-hmm. Send the former corporate woman who maybe has like three years of good will toward dinosaurs. Yeah. Into yeah. The, to the middle of a jungle. It just, there was too, too much. Like, was which was more like, survivable. Okay, the plane so or the jungle. I didn't, yeah. I missed that. I did too, but that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But like there, there were certain things that they could have removed that would have made it, if they had streamlined the script, it would have been better. Like if they had yeah. just focused on the Biosyn aspect of it and not the yeah. Maisie being a clone thing, mm-hmm. you could have an entirely separate Jurassic Park film just based on Maisie. Mm-hmm. And it might have been interesting. Like how, how yeah. now that, now that we realize that Maisie exists, Let's talk about the morality of Maisie existing, and it would have been really an interesting thing. Yeah. But to throw it all into a blender, it gets lost, and you've, like, you completely forgot the part about Claire going into the jungle alone in the ejector seat. Like, that should tell you something. Like, in Jurassic Park, the original, and I'm going to keep going back to this, you remember the scene where... He gets eaten by the T-Rex on the toilet. You remember the shooter, clever girl, you know, when the, Mm -hmm. even when the arm lands on Ellie, like Mm -hmm. you remember each of these vignettes. Yeah. 
but you you forgot an entirely like a 10 minute scene from the film you forgot about it so that should tell you because you wanted to it's it's unnecessary straight if you had streamlined it it would have given a higher score because it would have been easier to follow this was just like fireworks show like they didn't spend enough time on the editing Putting stuff on the editing. Yeah, like Claire should have said, oh, hell no, you're going to go rescue our daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have made sense. And then had the two women. By her daughter, you mean the clone? Yeah. 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 (laughs) But and then have the two women pair up at the facility and have to face down the the dinosaur with feathers. Did I I mention why did it take five movies to get a dinosaur with feathers? Or why they start now? Okay, because... Okay, so basically, it's the same the, the same idea of what happened with Star Wars, where they establish rules within the world, like uh, mm-hmm. there's, you know, you hear an explosion in space. Well, they just leaned into that, and they're like, okay, you know, now there's sound in space in our world. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing. And then the idea that, that dinosaurs had feathers pretty much was retconned back in like 1998 when they started discovering that they had feathers. And mm-hmm. so they just kind of leaned into the... Right, but it wasn't in the 2015 movie. It wasn't in, you know, the, the fourth or fifth movie, but they put it in the sixth. Yeah, and right. they, I think that they were... That, I think what happened was they finally had an environment in which they could actually logically introduce a, a dinosaur with feathers, which would be in the Arctic and be... Uh, you know, equipped to handle the colder atmosphere that they had built the oasis they, around. They built a tropical jungle in the Arctic. Okay. In the first movie, they had a very limited amount. Where are they getting all this dinosaur DNA from? You know, because they had this tiny little bit of amber with a mosquito in it. Mm-hmm. And they had like five dinosaurs that they got the DNA from that mosquito. So where are they getting all the DNA all from? These other, all, all these other, all these other species of dinosaur. Yeah. Good question. I'm going to say it's probably off screen, but I'm assuming like you can find DNA within certain bone fragments. Might I might be making more... that up. Yeah, you probably <laughs> could. No, that, that could make sense. <laughs> I'm a casting producer. I don't. I don't know how to do science. Those Maybe chair recognizes Tango. Oh, I was gonna say. Okay, so I was gonna ask. How do you guys feel, especially you, twelve? Um, how do you feel about like if the movies were in a chronological order, like made sense? You know what I mean? Would that have made it maybe bit different or better? I guess I thought they were. Maybe yeah, if, I thought um, they were. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe I think if, they are from the I think most the better part. thing would be if uh, Spielberg directed all of them and they had good writers on all of them. Or Spielberg thought, "I'm too smart to have six movies. They're not. It's not going. They're not all going to be hits." But I, I would say, yeah. like in my in my order in my Jurassic Park order, it's the first one, of course. Then it would probably be the second one, then Jurassic World. And then after that, it's just a trash pile that you can just pick from. Because at the point where Dr. Alan Grant is on a helicopter and the raptor looks at him in a dream sequence and goes, Alan, and then I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the tomato meters for them, the first one is a 92. Um, The next one down is Jurassic World is a 71. Hey, look at me getting it in order. The second (laughs) one is a 53. The third one's a 49. 
The fifth one's a 47, and the, the sixth one, the last one's a 30. Yes, but you're looking at the critics. I am looking at the critics. Mm-hmm. I always go to the audience. Philip is critics. I'm audience. That's and true. I'm right. This is the only one with a real significant difference is mm-hmm. uh, the last one. It's 30% yeah. critic and 77% audience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty that's, stark. That's, that's still a D. Yeah, yeah but Philip got it right. He said 75. Speaking of sequencing, though, uh, <laughs> Tango, yes. I read that, you know, one of the things about the movie Present. was that the, uh, you know, there were scientific discoveries of different dinosaurs that were presented in the movie that, that were out of sequence that kind yeah. of, like, like there was a dinosaur that was, that was discovered like in 97 and the period of time in the movie was supposed to be 89 or something. And they referenced it in 89. So there's all kinds of little things. People pick it apart. And there are oh, website. Yeah. <laughs> like I, know, I, know, I know that this question is to me, but 12 is about to bust her seams. So yeah, go ahead. she seems to have something to say there. It's not that they were discovered at different points. It's the issue for me. It's the fact that they've got things from the Mesozoic era, the Jurassic era. There's, It's a hodgepodge. It's there's a, it's literally... Yeah, it and mosquitoes a- are good, but they're not that freaking good. Yeah, they don't last that long. <laughs> like, it's not even so much that like they're they're out of order of time discovered. It's not even like my problem. My problem is that you are putting uh, dinosaurs that legitimately never existed together, and the reason why they existed when they did was they were they were built DNA wise for that era. So you'll see certain dinos in the, the, you know, the Cretaceous having certain things that people in the, 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 the dinosaurs in the Jurassic era did not have because they had to adapt to their living situation. There's, there's ice ages that happened. There were, that's, that's, that's where my problem is. Uh Sorry. I, I yield the floor to Tango because she also looks like she's about to bust. (laughs) No, I'm good. I was like, what was the question? (laughs) <laughs> well there's a site out there called what's it called uh dino uh stats or dino something uh there's a thousand of them out there yeah but yeah. i mean it has it shows you all of science fiction and fantasy just seems to draw in people with a, a with strong opinions about things yeah like star wars picking things apart anybody that would have an issue with it probably like has instance, issues in other aspects space. Yeah, right. Um, so our bios. This is the point in the episode when we all get our tr- uh, opportunity okay, to speak without crosstalk. I need a moment to go ahead so and talk about me. their uh, okay. assignments. Yeah. So with Lisa not doing hers. Fun. I did my assignment. I'm I just stepping away for a moment. Somebody else can start. That's what I'm saying. That's what he means. That's not what you said. How about you? How about you, Tango? Okay, so on it, on it. <clears throat> Y'all make me want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's what friends are for. Yes, <laughs> you know how I am. I whip through it anyhow. As long yep. as the Aaron doesn't interrupt me, it'll be good. All right, here we go. So uh, I have Claire Deering on Jurassic World. You know, she was in all three of them. And we're talking about Bryce Dallas Howard, who plays this character. 41 years old, Pisces. Just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, yeah, she was born in L.A., California. Uh, she was conceived hey, in baby, Dallas. I'm a Libra. 
what did I tell you about interrupting me? Are we going to have, do I have to get the belt out? Stop it. Oh my. All right, here we go. Ready? Take two. All right, here we go. Uh, she was born in LA. Okay, she was conceived <clears throat> in Dallas, Texas. This is why her middle name is Dallas. Bryce Dallas Howard. So Opie Bone Down in Dallas. <laughs> I'm going to just pause for a moment. Lord have mercy. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. She was raised in Greenwich, Connecticut because her parents decided to raise their four children as far from the trappings of showbiz milieu as possible. Okay. Then she applied to drama school as Bryce Dallas, dropping her last name to excuse special treatment because of association with her renowned father, which we all know is, you know, Ron Howard. That's the same Opie that phoned down in Dallas. Yeah. During rehearsals at the Manhattan Theater Club, she was billing herself as Bryce Dallas, but later had second thoughts because the name made her sound like a porn star. Mm. So there's that. Mm. Interesting. Maybe think of her, where her parents had sex. Howard appeared in three of her father's films as an extra uh, as a child with her mother in Apollo 13 in 1995. Director M. Night Shyamalan was impressed by her performance in a Broadway play and cast her without an audition as a female lead in two of his thrillers, The Village, which I didn't care for, <clears throat> although I love his work, and The Lady in the Water, which I don't remember. So she also played Gwen Stacy, third installment of the Spider-Man franchise. The lead, Claire, of course, in the sequel Jurassic World in 2015. She was in Terminator Salvation, Twilight Saga Eclipse, The Help, and 50-50, which I also didn't see. Oh, The Help. Well, Aaron, check this out. Howard became a devoted vegan after Joaquin Phoenix showed her Earthlings 2005, a documentary about animal cruelty. Groove on, Bryce. Her other activities outside of acting profession include basketball and writing. Okay. Basketball. 2006 in Connecticut, she married her longtime boyfriend, actor Seth Gable, who I think she met in school or college or something, right? Now her husband. She's got a few kids. She's got three siblings. Oh, check this out. I'm going to throw some trivia your way. Mm -hmm. She's close friends with Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Her godfather is Henry Winkler, who... You know, co-start in Happy Days. That checks out. Yeah. Uh, until recently, had not seen an episode of Happy Days, in which wow. her father starred. Yeah. Wow. However, in 2006, she bought a DVD release of the show and now understands its continuing appeal. Uh, attended Stage Door Manor Performing Arts Camp with Natalie Portman. Her theater credits include a vast range from classical to contemporary writers such as William Shakespeare, Anton Chekhov, and George Bernard Shaw. I wonder if you watched Andy Griffith. Ooh. There's a thing about that. Remind me later. She graduated right. Mayberry High School. She didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> she graduated yeah. from New York University's Tisch School of the Arts with a BFA oh. in drama. Moving along. Before discovering her passion for acting, Howard had an interest in a career of writing. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Experienced her first, though fleeting, screen kiss with Joaquin Phoenix mm -hmm. in The Village, 2004. She was 23. She became friends with her Jurassic World co-star Chris Pratt when they first met in January 2014. So she once said in an interview that she has no sense of smell and therefore doesn't enjoy food as much. I don't believe that shit. Well, you know, if it's in Google or some shit or IMDb, it's got to be right. Exactly. That's right. It's on the internet. That's real. It's mm -hmm. documented. Yep. Yeah. So she say another quote, um, I've always had the perspective that roles come into my life when I need them most and sort of teach me lessons. The same can be true of films. Films are released into society to aid in a lesson, inspire people, comfort people. Oh, oh, this is the part that I wanted to mention about um, the dad. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was going to say on her famous dad, she's saying, 
My dad's more three-dimensional than Opie Taylor or Richie Cunningham. He even has a temper. He's a real person, but some people are disappointed by, by that. Hmm. I'm not. Yeah. That's what she's well. saying. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple more things and I'm done. Ready? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. I wasn't interested in losing control. There was alcoholism in my family, so I saw the negative effects and how difficult it was to recover. When I was in high school, I would never go to parties because I would be embarrassed to say no. Consequently, I had no social group. And regarding on her first and last sip of alcohol, Matthew, as in Matthew McConaughey, Matthew's going around, pops the champagne. It's a party. He motorboats me. Is that what he called? Is that what it's called? We're all dancing. He comes up to me like, okay, baby, pour champagne and puts it onto my lips. And I feel a camera next to me. And I smell and I'm like, holy fuck, is this alcohol? I've gone 35 years without a sip. So I'm like, mm. afterwards, I'm like, don't lick your lips. Don't lick your lips. Because I was scared I would get drunk from any remaining droplets. I think that was supposed to be humorous. But, you know, I'm just reading no, Barry Bonner. Connie's okay. Yeah. He's so <laughs> quick little salary thing for the village. She got that was the 2004. I don't care what she made. <laughs> I don't care. I'm telling you anyway. Okay. So listen. <laughs> Yeah, down in front. Down in front. Down in front. Yeah. Down in front. Turn your video off again or whatever you like to do. The Village, 2004. Now you get three movies because you keep running. Go ahead and keep on running. All right. Village. You want to go for $450,000. Spider Man 3. I just wanted you to see the difference. That's all it's about. So the village is 150k. Spider-Man three in 2007, three years later, a million, and then for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom 2018, eight mil. So she went from like, you yeah, know. wow. Okay, I'm done. Any criminal <laughs> record? Any kind of arrests, <laughs> murders, anything? I'm out. Bug shots. She <laughs> shot a man in Reno just to watch My him job. die. <laughs> 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 she's got a face that you know if he, if you would catch her like standing over a dead body with the smoking gunner in her hand you would be like you can go on home and it just yeah it just doesn't add it. up you know kind of <laughs> looks like wendy from the hamburgers yeah, she does look like the wendy's hamburger i think yeah. i've actually done the assignment wrong which is pretty much tracked if you listen to oh, my podcast y'all do cool. it there's no wrong that's just there my no wrong. wrong there is no that wrong is- you want me to go next so you see there's different? Yeah, I'll yes, go. Boy, girl, please. boy, girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. There. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, All right. So um, I have uh, Sam Neal, who uh, I always pronounced his name as, uh, is that Sam Paxton? Is that Bill Paxton? <laughs> is, that, is that Bill Pullman? Oh, that's Sam Neal. I always got him confused with uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Him too, until more recently. I can pick out Liam Neeson now, I think. Because of the facial hair. Yeah. More distinct. But anyway, he's uh, born in Northern Ireland. His father was a New Zealander. His mother was English. Um, the father was stationed there. Um, they moved to New Zealand when he was seven. His first breakthrough performance was in Sleeping Dogs in 1977. And his first big international role was as Damien Thorne in The Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Okay. Wow. He uh, lost out to Timothy Dalton in succeeding Roger Moore as James Bond, then later lost out to Pierce Brosnan in succeeding Timothy Dalton as James Bond. I don't see James Bond. Too short. Go ahead. He succeeded <laughs> Anthony Hopkins as Odin in the MCU Thor movies. Okay. Um, 
He won uh, an Australian Best Actor Award for uh, Evil Angels, which I think is called A Cry in the Dark outside of Australia. Mm-hmm. He's in The Hunt for Red October, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, the Piano, uh, Bicentennial Man, which is the Isaac Asimov story <laughs> that... Uh, Robin Williams is in that, right? Yeah. Yep. Horse Whisperer, Dead Calm. Um, he was in two Meryl Streep movies, Plenty and... Uh, cry in the dark he's dr alan grant in jurassic park one and three and jurassic world dominion as we have just seen and he starred as merlin in the nbc miniseries merlin he's in peaky blinders he had a stutter which is now reduced to a stammer big fan of the beach boys he's friends with neil finn tim finn jimmy barnes he was considered for indiana jones and in raiders of the lost ark was considered for Alan Rickman's roles in Die Hard and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It was considered for Doctor Who, the eighth Doctor, in Doctor Who, the movie, 1996. He owns a winery that produces Pinot Noir, and he is an OBE in the UK, and he has a knighthood in New Zealand as well. So, he's a knight twice over. So, it's that Sir is, Doctor. Sir. Yeah. Sir. Oh, Sam, Sam Neil. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's he ditched his first name for Sam, like oh. Reginald or something. Sir Reginald. Sir Reginald Samuel Neil. Sir Reginald. Uh, I'll have it here. <laughs> the Aaron, I'm gonna uh, let me know Sir when you're Nigel, done because I've just got two things to say about Sir Sam Nigel Neal. John Dermot Sam Neil. That's I'm done. Okay. Um. You forgot the greatest thing that he ever did, which was a 1997 horror film called Event Horizon. And number two, wow. he is my Jurassic Park eye candy. He there is my go. he's my Jurassic yeah. daddy. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no uncertain <Just> times there. <laughs> the chair recognizes Tango. Okay. I um before we started with the bios, I forgot that I wanted to add because you guys mm-hmm. were asking questions or whatever. I wanted to say everybody's favorite, ask favorite, everybody's favorite character. Um, Jeff Goldblum. That's not a character. It's Dr. Ian Malcolm. Dr. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> Ellie Statler. Who's next? You the guys. T-re- the T-Rex. Oh. The T-Rex. Yeah. T-Rex. <laughs> I kind of like Dobson. That guy, he's kind of after my own heart. Yeah. Dobson. <laughs> the, the evil mastermind. The Sorry, Aaron, I couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, probably Goldblum. I mean, I like him ever since I saw Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. Mal- with, Dr. Uh, Malcolm? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what with you're saying? Ben Vereen back in 1975 or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. There's something about it. He's, he's like, you couldn't stand to be with him in a, in a room by yourself for very long. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's him got a piano. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's got charisma. That's for sure. So I'd say Dr. Malcolm probably, which Charisma. segues perfectly into Charisma. LB's. That's how you say it in Ohio. Charisma. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I think he's quoting a to... Van Halen video. Like a wearing a tweet shirt. Again, they say, somebody says, gee, Dave, you got Charisma. Charisma. Um, I, I did the, I did the assignment wrong. That's all right. There's no wrong. I will tell you. There no, is I, no wrong. I, I will say that uh, I do know for a fact that Jeff Goldblum's birthday is October 22nd, 1952, which makes him a Libra. Hey. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Aaron, when's your birthday? 
September 25th, 1968. Dude, we should have like birthdays together. Mine's 29th. Right on. So two so Libras in the house. I'm a Libra. So are you? Oh. I'm half Libra. I'm the 23rd. <laughs> no, you're full Libra. Full Libra starts on 22nd. That's the cusp. So you are full Libra. It's both. It goes Isn't... back and forth. Yeah. Doesn't... But the 23rd is considered the cusp. Because okay. half the time yeah. it starts Scorpio and half the time it ends Libra. Yeah, I'm full, full Libra. And uh, so is Jeff Goldblum. I am definitely, I am definitely half and half. Biologically yeah, I can... speaking. I mean, yeah. And I usually get to Scorpio. <laughs> I get to Scorpio half most of the time. And sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> Scorpio is a sex sign. Oh. Female Capricorns are the best sign. Anyway, just saying. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but Libras also, since are. I'm... Oh no! See, I have a Libra sister and a brother. Oh, this is this is what's happening right now. This is I'm exactly it. Fully balanced, one hundred percent. They all, all the say that, and they're not. <laughs> I am completely. I can control myself anytime I want. That's exactly what a Libra would say. <laughs> and by the way, since nobody asked, my favorite is blue. Um. There you go. Oh. No, we did ask. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about even. I followed it that close. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, if I have to pick my favorite character, of course, it's the T-Rex. But if I have to pick a human, it's Dr. Ian Malcolm. What an agent of chaos. I love him <laughs> to the moon and back. If I have so, to pick a human, I'm going to pick Owen. Yeah. Uh, I just, I know too much about him in real life to just like oh, him anymore. You can't do that. You can't do that. I, I know. I know. But like ever so like uh when it comes to Jeff Goldblum, like uh the, the things that I know straight off about him is he's almost six five. So he's like a really tall dude. Um he was born in Pennsylvania, I wanna say Pittsburgh. I do like tall guys. Yeah, he's Pittsburgh. Is he Pittsburgh? Um, yeah, Steelers he's, fan. Yeah. He's definitely Pennsylvania. Yeah, he was in Invasion <laughs> of the Body Satchers. Um mm-hmm. he has done some amazing that just even his apartment, like his apartment, yeah, his apartment agency, commercials, yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. Like, just yeah. give that, like, give that man whatever he wants. He's a national treasure. I will uh, love him forever. Um, mm-hmm. I did more of a bio on actual Doctor Ian Malcolm because that's cool. That's what we that's were cool. assigned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, no, the the actual Doctor Ian Malcolm is a chaotician. Which is not actually, it, oh. you wouldn't bring him into Jurassic Park because chaotician is Probably the not idea. something that pays a salary in life, right? No, well, it's like, it's supposed to be like a branch of mathematics, but it's not really, it wouldn't have been good to bring into a park. So I don't, they, I think they just randomly pick something with the word chaos as a root to sort of have him in there. Yeah. But He's like it, yeah, an expert it, on chaos theory, I guess. Yeah, which is the idea that small things in the environment can create branch reality. So, like, if this happens, then this happens. But if this happens, then this happens, and it creates so butterfly chaos. Yeah, basically, and um, it's it's illustrated when he does the the, the water droplet on Ellie Sattler's hand. Mm-hmm. The thing is, most people really despise the character turn that he makes in certain films but here's the problem he actually makes that turn in the first film the moment that he gets injured 
Mm-hmm. He, he even before that, when they're having the 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 luncheon after they mm-hmm. they feed uh, the the Velociraptor, he says he talks about the the ethics and the 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 corporate overlords that are, you know, that's where the you you stood on the the, the shoulders of giants, and then you were so busy thinking, could you, you know, you didn't think should you? Mm-hmm. He makes that turn and sticks with it. Throughout the uh, mm-hmm. throughout all of it, he he thinks right. the dinosaurs are bad idea, and he it's like the Godfather. They and just that's keep his first bringing opinion. him back in. Yeah, because yeah. he understands that there are going to be consequences with their actions, and in in the end, it could be deadly. You can't control nature; nature finds a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, uh, he he's actually number one. The character is initially. Uh, Michael Crichton's mouthpiece. He's mm-hmm. what he's he's the person that actually speaks what Michael was trying to convey throughout the the films. Mm-hmm. Again, he's also the one that has appeared in the most films because he appeared in the first one, the second one. He's mentioned in the third one. He comes back for uh, Fallen Kingdom, and he is one of the main protagonists in the fifth or the sixth one. So we see a lot of he's that. He's in the last one too. Yeah, he's in this one as well. Um, in, and he's in, the one before this one too. Yes, he he gives a speech. It's not it's not a grandiose like he doesn't go to the island or anything. He's like he's talking about how nature's trying to correct itself, so maybe they shouldn't try to save the dinosaurs that are on the island because the volcano is erupting. Like this is a chance for nature to sort itself out. And so that's basically what he comes in and says. Comes so in, says that, and then goes off and sells apartments. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and and and. Probably really good ones, but I mean, like some of them might be really slumlordy. I don't know. Also, I just think I made up that word. But uh, he like is no. he's he's a womanizer. Um, he like at no point we meet his girlfriend in the second one. She's also she's the photographer in the the second one. Um, but he has I think four children that he mentions, but we only get to meet Kelly in the second one. She's the gymnast. She sews away. So I mean, he's got this kind of sorted past but we don't really know a whole lot about it but we do know where he stands politically and he's not willing to uh you know at at a certain point he's not willing to rest on his laurels he will speak out about the uh the efficacy of what the science community is doing so also sexy can i ask you did he take that job with biasin uh explicitly to be a mole i believe so and then once he gets in archive 81 helps him out i think he goes in explicitly to do that and i don't think that he's aware that dotson was involved in the original espionage yeah uh of the park i don't know that that's never really explicitly made for me so But I think he does take it because he understands that this is going to be something big. So he has that opportunity. It's very strange that Dodson wouldn't bring him on thinking that, that clearly people on the subway notice Dr. Ian Malcolm and can recognize him. I don't mm-hmm. understand why Dodson would have brought him in knowing arrogance. what his stance was. Yeah. yeah. it's Yeah. So I don't know why he would have brought him in other than arrogance thinking like, oh, I'll just do all this under his nose. Yeah, mm-hmm. or else yeah. if he's under my employ, he can't really work against me. Yes, because he's kind of like the the keynote speaker every day. I guess that's a job now. Yeah, but yeah. 
but right. yeah. Well, so, you could tell he's, you could see the, and that points off the womanizer thing because he's speaking and all these girls, he's like looking at specific girls. Kind of like a college professor. Yeah. But it was, yeah. it, I, I got such Indiana Jones vibes from mm-hmm. that. I was just waiting for one chick to like blink and it says, love you on her eyelids. Yeah, like, tattooed on her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> So that was my that was my my rundown of Jeff Goldblum slash Dr. Ian Malcolm. But in the end, like he is my favorite because mm-hmm. he has convictions. He sticks with them. Uh, he doesn't waver. And he just in general wants to do good and kind of reset nature back to where it was. Like, right. just, but, he has, but he doesn't but, seem to have any hope that it's going to happen. No, because there, there becomes a point where you you cross over. And there's no going back when you've had an entire theme park based on this idea, you've kind mm-hmm. of crossed a bridge. Like when children are riding Triceratops in a petting zoo, like you might've gone too far. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. LD. Excellent. He's the conscience of the group. Really. Exactly. All right. Dr. Ellie Sattler. And I kind of did half and half part Sattler, part Laura Dern. But much more Laura Dern, to be quite honest. Uh, so I think that uh, Dr. Ellie Sattler appeared in the first Jurassic Park and this, the third and in Dominion. Is that uh, those three movies? And she's sort of like Laura Croft. I'm trying to recall if she was before Laura Croft or after Laura Croft, but she was Laura Croft-like in that her character became very popular Halloween, you know, she was a badass. She was a badass, right. But uh, she is a paleobotanist, not a pa- paleontologist. That's a very distinct... Just deals with plants? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, she's special. That's right. There's a there's a point in the moot where she notices a... Triceratops. Triceratops has uh, boobles on their tongues, and so she traces it back to one of the plants, which is toxic to most animals. And because the plant flowers at a certain point in the month, she figured that they were gnawing on that, not realizing that they were toxic. I'm sorry. I'll go back to my whole. No, 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 that's, no, no. Right. that's exactly what I was going to say. But I, pre- you know, you're, you're much more articulate. So. Um, Dr. Uh, Sattler appeared in both the book and the movie, although she was a grad student in the book and she's is an established scientist in the movie. And she was hired to work with Dr. Grant on the biosin locust infestation in Dominion. And that kind of sets the stage for their romance, which uh, kind of rekindles. Apparently, Dr. Sadler, uh, she got married to someone other than Dr. Grant in the interim between Jurassic Park 3 and Dominion. Mm, Uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Oh, that's right. Because in Jurassic Park 3, she comes back. She's married. She has two uh, children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've discussed a lot of the action that took place uh, with her in the movie, but I'll talk about Laura Dern. She's a self-described radical, um, the daughter of Diane Ladd and Bruce Dern. She's a Los Angelino, grew up in show business, although she was deterred from being in show business by her famous parents. And at the age of 13, she was uh, interested in being in a movie, Fabulous Stains, which I happen to... Ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. Yeah, it was about a punk rock band. I remember seeing that movie. She filed for divorce from her parents or emancipation from her parents in order to be in that movie. And... uh, Wow. Yeah, and won. 
but the movie was a flop. So they, they didn't have a strained relationship or anything as they got older. She seemed to have a, a, a reconciliation with them. That's but she, she, the theme of her life kind of was that she was radical. She was radicalized. And she kind of attributes that to the politics and the personality of her parents who encouraged that. Some of her earliest roles were in Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore by Martin Scorsese. And in that film, she there was a scene, there was a famous scene where she actually devours a ice cream cone. But the scene was never really uh, done correctly. On the first take, there were 19 takes. She consumed 19 ice cream cones during that <laughs> during that sitting. Oh, and Scorsese was so impressed with that that he, you know, he became a fan for life. He thought that her that she was very persistent. Yeah, and that was before. That was when she was like eleven years old. That's a brain freeze, man. Yeah, yeah right. She was in White Lightning, nineteen seventy four. I thought that was notable because I believe that's the Burt Reynolds movie that I really liked. And I, but I don't know what role she was in in that one. But probably somebody's daughter. More than likely, probably Burt's girlfriend's daughter, because I do remember he had. Someone that, girlfriend. yeah, a girlfriend that he would visit. But she, really, her first earliest uh, claim to fame was working on David Lynch projects like Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, Island Empire. Later, she did appear in the Twin Peaks TV series, you know, the red, when they resurrect a TV series in 2017. I'll so she worked it. with Lynch. But one of the things about the Jurassic Park franchise is that she became wildly famous after the original Jurassic Park and was offered a large, a large number of uh, really impressive roles that she turned down and ended up going with films more like a film called Citizen Ruth by a director named Alexander Payne. And she did that because it highlighted abortion rights and Roe versus Wade. And so it's kind of a common theme that she keeps coming back to, that she kind of champions causes that she believes in, or she kind of goes back mm -hmm. to this radical upbringing that she had with her parents. So... That's kind of admirable. She she tends, tends to choose art over the money grab in her career. So that's kind of an admirable position. She's also done a number of voiceover roles. Like she's Sue Murphy on F is Her Family, which is hilarious. That's the Bill Burr yeah, that's, that's really um, series. She also appeared in King of the Hill as Catherine. Who I don't remember. It's tough being a speaker. It's, Just so you yeah, know, alcohol has touched his lips. Yeah. Mine too. One of my favorite roles she did was Amy Jellico in Enlightened. And one of the things I enjoyed most about it is Lisa hated it. And it, it caused all kinds of interesting discussions between us about, I mean, she was in kind of a neurotic character and really kind of annoying. And, you know, it really demonstrated her acting chops, I thought. Mm -hmm. But it just seemed to irritate Lisa to distraction. So mm -hmm. for that. You know, that uh, I suspected that it was an HBO series. Yeah. HBO series yeah, from 2011 to 13. Time. And in that one, she plays a whistleblower. I don't know if you've guys seen that one. Enlightened. That sounds familiar. No, it's a good binge because it's only three seasons. And it's like, you know, I really enjoyed it. She was a whistleblower at a tech company. She also appeared in the Beastie Boys fight for your rights. Uh, the party revisited with Seth Rogen, Jack oh, Black. Uh, funnier guy. Yeah. yeah, I thought Will might like. You know, he probably is very aware of that being a um, mm -hmm. Beastie Boys fan. And did you know? What, did you know that Will? That, that uh, yeah, no, you're just supposed to be able to read my mind. <laughs> like yeah, uh, she was in "Fight for Your Right to Party," Laura Dern. 
Revisited. Revisited. Like the the, the one with the Seth Rogen. Forty five minute music video that goes yeah. on for about forty minutes too long. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. She plays an extra in that one. But mm-hmm. I think probably as far as pop culture goes, probably her biggest role was as Ellen's love interest and on the Ellen show when she when Ellen okay. came out, um Laura Dern played Susan, her girlfriend, and they had a kiss on stage and Dern paid for this decision to go with this role again by being blackballed in Hollywood for a number of years, two or three years. She couldn't get a, a role after that. So again, the theme of this person who's willing to uh take go, risks, take risks be, and do the radical thing and, and t- what she believes to be right, that's sort of her signature. So, her MO. Yeah. Um, and finally, she had two Academy Award nominations for Rambling Road and Wild. Finally, did one quote, and that's from Jurassic Park. Goldblum, they're in the Jeep. They're, they're driving away from the dinosaur. Goldblum goes, God creates a man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. And Ellie goes, dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. <laughs> and that was uh, sort of her mm-hmm. big quotes from the from the franchise. Well, then what happens? The woman and the dinosaur are together, kind of like King Kong and whoever. Yeah, Fay, right? <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Thanks, honey, for that uh, dissertation on Laura Dern. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, he had more stuff. We pared it down. But now I'm handing over the golden microphone to you for your synopsis on uh-huh. the, my short essay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a human garbage can. Andy Dwyer. Okay, well, we'll edit that part out. No, no, you no. Know. no. Well, I want to hear can, about that. So. We can, yeah, we want to hear about but that, but we'll you didn't want to do it uh, officially. Okay. So, um, here. If you here, got a problem with John Lennon, you'll have a bigger problem with Chris Pratt, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? He's abandoned his son? At worse than that. Actually, cringily worse than that. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, because, maybe, okay, so I we mean, have to come back tomorrow know. now. You, you know my issue with John Lennon, right? <laughs> that he wrote a bi- autobiography that does not include Julian Lennon. Fair. So I've, I've, I've heard the uh-huh. dry run. Uh-huh. So this is going to directly contradict Aaron. Right. It's, it's uh, not an, it's, thing. it's a positive review, so, if you will. Right, so let's, so we'll just go ahead and do this and you may rebut. Okay. Andy Dwyer, lovable clown philosopher, April Tamer. Peter Jason Quill, grifter, thief, hero, Star-Lord. Owen Grady, dinosaur wrangler, friend, activist, and clone dad. What do these people have in common? They're all characters brought to vivid life by Chris Pratt. Born 6-21-79, making him 43 years old. He was raised Lutheran. After high school, that's really all I have for his earlier life. Sorry. Well, he fixes that later. After after high school, a friend bought him a one-way ticket to Hawaii, and he went. He lived in a van on the beach for a year, working odd jobs to support himself. He refers to this as his homeless time. At 19, he headed to recruiter's office to join the few, the proud, the Marines and spent nine years in the Army as an infantryman. He left the Army at 28, so what next? I believe at this point we can attribute a certain impulsivity to Chris's character. 
He was married to Anna Ferris from 2009, divorced in 2017. They have one son, Jack Pratt. I know, Jack Pratt. You know, Jack Spratt could eat. Yeah, his wife Kitty Nolene. That's for uh, our gentle listeners who do not know that rhyme. Rhymes with Jack. Um, yeah, and and Philip noted that it rhymes with Jack Brat. He did not know. He did not get the Jack Spratt reference at all. But then he has had no children, and he has babysitted no children. Um, at least since I was so, a child. Yeah, at least not since he was nine. He did sort of help babysit his niece. More about Jack. In philanthropy, the topic coming to his bio soon, or to this bio soon. He met Katherine Schwarzenegger at church. They married in 2019. As far as politics goes, he says he finds no common ground with any party. He is said to have donated $2,000 to Obama's first presidential campaign. I mention this because with a politically aggressive Republican actor father-in-law, well, we'll see. Um, as to religion... And these are subjects that I chose for this short bio simply because they featured prominently on um, in my research. As stated, he was raised Lutheran. He spent time working for Jews for Jesus and eventually slid into the comfortably religious middle ground known as non-denominational Christian. He attends the Zoe Church of L.A., to which there is some controversy involving a sister church pertaining to the LGB community. His only statement about this is his church welcomes all and does not wish to be caught up in that. At least that's the only statement I found. I did not research this subject because this is a short bio. It's supposed to be two minutes. Um, philanthropy is important to him, especially charities like the March of Dimes, which helps with premature births. After years of trying, he and Anna conceived and had Jack, but he was a preemie born just over three pounds. In August of 2012, Jack and his parents suffered through multiple surgeries to save his life. Now, a healthy, active 10-year-old, his major remaining issue is vision, for which he wears glasses. This need was the impetus for Chris and Anna, that's right, I said impetus, to create a charity that provides glasses to needy children. The only thing Ryan Reynolds has over him, is, is, based on this bio, is Ryan shows up unannounced at playgrounds in his Deadpool costume to play with the kids. That said, I think he is someone I might like as a person. As an actor, he inhabits characters, making them his own while keeping true to the role. All right. I just Googled bad stuff about Chris Pratt. I'm going to let uh, Aaron and LD talk about it. Yep. Yeah, it's, well, you just you described his son being born premature and having issues, and um, yeah, the controversy came when he, uh, with his new partner, had a daughter, and um, he, he praised his wife for giving him a healthy daughter. I mean, could he use any other adjective? Yeah, literally, like that was what I was going to bring up was the fact that mm-hmm. he made it a point to say, you know, something about I'm so blessed. I have a beautiful wife that gave me a brand new healthy baby girl he could have said beautiful he could have said you know yeah literally he said healthy and to me that just made my flesh crawl and the fact that who who cheats on anna ferris yeah yeah she's darling she is Uh, i don't know did he always go to that church that uh, Catherine went to, or did he happen to go one day and met her? Because I'm thinking 
he planned that. My my one thing there I will say on the healthy thing is that that's that's the thing that everyone says. It doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl as long as they're healthy. Did he ever retract that's the it? That's only thing to say about that. Apologize. I do get what you're saying, and I can see how it can be misconstrued. Uh, or con- or seen in a negative light. Is there is there like a bunch of other stuff, or is that the main thing? For me, that was the main thing. I've I've yeah. heard I've heard about onset behavior as well, but like mm. of oh, course, it yeah. can't be like that. Can't be you know substantiated. It's like yeah. okay. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slander the guy. I don't personally know him, but like when you put something out like as as public as that is. Mm. it's it is really hurtful and it makes you it makes you look at someone very different for me societally speaking it's not an unreasonable thing to say but in his personal situation it can be construed in a very mean way Mm -hmm. so you know yeah but that that, is possible after years of trying to get things going and everything maybe there's a part of him or maybe all of him blames her you know, well, Anna Ferris well, has like, her that's own. beside the point, and it puts a negative spin for the child. When you when you say something like that, though, mm-hmm. also it makes other behavior that has been speculated on seem a little right. bit more plausible, even if it's uh, not even mm-hmm. even if it's not out there. It just makes yeah. it seem like more. You know, yeah. I, let me put it this way: I've never I've never thought that can't was it Candace Cameron Burr, whatever her last name is uh-huh. now. Like I've never, I've never heard any bad word about her, but then Jojo Siwa comes out and says something and then you're like, oh, well, I wonder if, you know, mm-hmm. but it's so one-sided that you don't know. But, but when, I mean, you've never heard anything up to Jojo saying something. Yeah, and for I'm, me, Jojo Siwa seems a little, um, uh, flibberty gibbet. She's a pretty good hitter though. She's on that, um. Major League Celebrity uh, Home Run Derby. She's also a child. <laughs> so you think you can? Yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah. She she was on um uh Dance Moms, but she was on Dancing with the Stars too. Right. Mm-hmm. She parked yeah. two over the fence in that thing. Yeah. Of course, she's I mean, somebody who I should know who it is. JoJo Siwa, to to put it short, she was on a TV show called Dance Moms. That was the one with the woman Abby, and she'd always yell at the dancers and Maddie Ziegler mm-hmm. came from her, and she was in a bunch of uh, Sia music videos, but she was also in that god awful film music and uh you know but but jojo came from that kind of pedigree John, uh, isn't she been a judge oh she did on dancing with the stars and uh, she's a judge currently on uh, so you so think you, you think can think dance. dance yeah yes which next week is and, over and she's like i don't know like 25 or 26 and she's no, still wears she's- her hair and like no, oh. she's like 18. She's super yeah, young. Oh, she's 18. still 18? She's okay. like 18. Because she still wears her hair in pigtails with like nope. colored barrettes. Nope. She she took oh, it all off. She did Masked Singer. Did you see that where she was on Masked yeah. Singer? Yeah. Um, she, she took off all of her hair. So she's got like super oh, okay. short hair now. So she's good. But like, yeah, yeah. the okay. thing is, you, you got this double standard of somebody be like, like, oh, JoJo acts like such a child. Like she's, is, she is a child. Would you rather right. dress like Dirty and naughty and adult like, or do you want her to yeah. be a kid? She was no, a- no. I'd rather her be a kid, but it's like she's she seems to be holding on to the childhood that she didn't get to have. She was but on she, that celebrity softball game too. What did for she the All-Star say? Game. About she was all over the place on it. She was right. mic'd up and she was like I, messing with Brian Cranston, and that's the first time I ever saw her. But yeah, she, yeah. I, I could definitely see Candace Cameron being a bit. um serious 
basically what she had said was when I was 11, you know, you Mm -hmm. were the rudest celebrity I ever met. Mm -hmm. And, and at that point she had been in the industry for, I think like two or three years, but she went to the, the, the reboot of Fuller House and she asked Mm -hmm. for a picture of Candace and Candace was like, no, up later. And then she walked off. But then like two seconds later, she's taking photos with other people. And so she's like, so it was like a rude thing, but I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a, come on. Pratt's just got this like yeah. one strike, but it's pretty severe if he was actually being deliberate about. Yeah, yeah. but that one strike leads you to lay- think about the rumors of the other things. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have to wonder if maybe his more serious turn of late, getting away from the clown aspect of his acting, might not be leading towards like politics. <laughs> yeah. I, I never mean, know. you never know. I mean, Schwarzenegger wants the presidency. Why not throw his son-in-law at it? It's not like he can throw his illegitimate son at it. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well. The maid's son. I mean. Oh, that. Yes. Okay. That. I did Google Chris Pratt apology, and the first page and a half are all him apologizing to some UFC fighter. Oh. And then there's another one where he's apologizing to the hearing impaired because of some comment he made about subtitles. Um, but I don't see any apology to, um, no, about, to Anna Ferris or, or about the t- tweet about healthy, but <laughs> nothing. Anna, no, I mean. Anna Ferris has her own podcast and she's all over podcast. I mean, she's guests on podcasts all the time. Nash. Does she, has she ever? Spoken. I mean, if she were on uh, with Joe Rogan for three hours, I imagine it would come up, right? Yeah, because she'd have more class if she doesn't even talk about it. Right, exactly. She has class. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you about this. Philip's mother and I used to have this little joke. That's what I used to refer to it as anyway. Called called Plan 582. Plan 582 was where uh, the women were going to kill off all the men and start over with sperm banks. Yeah, and then uh, you get more men. You just get new, different, younger men that that require to be fed. Yeah, but we could at least train them, maybe. So every once in a while, you lean Keep over them away from football with nothing else. Football's great. Yeah, I'd rather. Have, I mean, if we're going to be frank, I'd rather have it in me. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to dump stuff inside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, I, I have Howard. a hard enough time. Okay, I, I have a hard well, enough time. And that's where anything. that's where you could be one of the people who get herself knocked up before we kill them off. No, I, I could get fixed. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I already don't like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Okay. What? It's an awkward time where you have to talk about your mom's weird stuff that she did when she was your age. I'm 42. Hey, not everybody has the same Thanksgiving as you do. Plus, I mean, I got, I hope so. If if my, if the stars in heaven align and Jesus loves the earth and peanut butter is tasty, I hope you don't have the childhood. I (laughs) I hope you have a different Thanksgiving. Peanut butter is tasty. It is. Well, you, you, you have seriously just hit all of the, uh, the, the <laughs> adult entertainment tropes. Stop saying nut, about. Stop saying nut butter and bringing up Pizza Man. He's like, yeah. he's like fourteen. He's like a fourteen-year-old boy. Well, that's yep. why we're. That's why we get along. That's like why we're friends. Now we know what they talk about out there in the trail. Oh, like it's it. worse on the trail. Joe's on the trail, man. <laughs> Well, that's, is that, is that the end? I mean, we went two hours when we were supposed to do an hour. So 
I, I, been- I blame myself because I blame me because I, I, I usually just go off on tangents. There, there are, there are things that if you, if you bring me in for it, there, there I have thoughts. It's yeah. uh, anything having to do with Marvel, Stranger Things, uh, musicals, Labyrinth, The Shining, Jurassic Park, um, Golden Girls. You know, I'm just going to have thoughts on it. Well, we touched on some of those things, so we might have you back again for that. So, yeah. So, you want to plug Rock and Roll Heaven? Yes. Uh, you know, since we're so consistently putting out material, that <laughs> <laughs> notice has um, been a week or two. Uh, yeah, actually, because uh, we number one, we had COVID, mm-hmm. and so uh, we we had to take a little bit of a break because. My voice just wasn't where it was. And, uh, you know, it's not my series, what we do on Rock and Roll Heaven, which you can find anywhere that you can find amazing podcasts, just like the Yeah, Uh-Huh podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. And we we do we cover the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. And uh, currently, we're about to start our series on Lane Staley. And it has been a couple of weeks because, again, we had COVID. Um, and we went to Georgia and bought a house. Oh, oh congratulations. Congratulations. So, yeah, so we yeah. have a... We're about to, we're going to be putting out our series on Lane Staley either this week or next week. It depends on when our interview with uh, Leslie is going to be happening. But yeah, if anybody wants to check out Rock and Roll Heaven, uh, we can be found wherever. We, like I said, touch on uh, basically the history of all of your favorite artists that have passed. We've done episodes on Michael Jackson. We did a lot of episodes on Michael Jackson. Episodes on Michael Jackson? Try season on Michael Jackson. Yeah, that was just. That was my life. That was I, the guys. They could just take the year off. <laughs> half. It was six months. It was something yeah. like ridiculous. Like normally. How many uh, parts did it end up being? It ended up being 21. We might do an extra episode based on the leaving Neverland documentary. If we are hard up for content, but we've already got the episode for Lane in the can and we're doing the interview with Leslie on Thursday. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to fangirl out because she's one of my, she's a, a fabulous author she's a british author and she writes with just such eloquence on some of like the dirtiest artists Mm -hmm. you've ever heard of so um but yeah we have a good time it's me my husband and my brother and uh yeah we usually release episodes either on friday or saturday but my work schedule is a little crazy right now um because of american idol i love american idol i'm the casting producer for the show (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Let me not be a dick. I'm one of your casting, casting producer. producer. I am a casting producer for the show. So Lisa and I were going to take advantage of knowing you to be on American Idol, but we're like just a year or two you're aged out. The age, uh, and that's, that's not to for mention me. no one wants to hear me singing in public. <laughs> no one. Uh, didn't I have a, a gray haired guy win once? Uh, he was actually. 28 or 29 at the time so he was on the bubble of being mm-hmm. on the far end he just started going gray super early you're talking about taylor hicks yeah i believe it. it was season seven or eight mm-hmm. i can't remember yeah but uh yeah soul patrol he was great um but uh but yeah i'm i'm currently just working on that so our mine is a little bit crazy TJ just moved. He's the editor of our newspaper. So he just moved to a new office. So that's crazy. Uh, you know, Will's working. So it's been a little crazy, but yeah. we're getting, so we're going to get stuff out again soon. So I was going to say TJ would never move out of the cities and cause he's been there forever, right? Uh, he would never move because he's a stubborn bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, um, uh, 
I've been listening to basics too. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Oh yeah, basic's great. Great basic has been a, a masterclass in podcast production. I can't. It was just so weird getting that. Yeah, um, I like to. I like some like uh, the two from uh, Lennon, from from Tom Lennon and Carrie Kenny from the oh, state. Yeah, yeah. Nine one one. Yeah, that was awesome. That, that was that was amazing. The one that blew my mind that I just was like the whole time was Brian Cranston. Oh yeah. Not only, not only, yeah, he is a brilliant, brilliant person. He could have talked for four hours and I would have just been in, in just enthralled the entire time. He's so you're in the same room with these people. I mean, you're in, nope, we do it this way. We do it over Zoom. Um, we actually have a different program, but we do it, um, virtually, uh, cause they're everywhere. We have people that are in New York. Um, our, the two hosts are in Los Angeles and in DC. So. Um, you know, they, they, they're split that way, but then we have our guests and they can be anywhere. Like, uh, Tom was not in, like, you'd think everybody lived in California. They don't. Yeah. I'm a huge yeah. Breaking Bad fan. That's my favorite. That's like right up there. Uh, yeah. How much? And I, I watched every episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I mean, the Malcolm. scene where they're sat there at breakfast and she's shaving him and the kids oh, are eating breakfast. Oh my God, that's so funny. Then you have actually seen me topless. Really? <laughs> oh, you were. Was, oh, no one told me it was going to be that kind of show. <laughs> so <laughs> it was. Do you, do you remember the episode where they go to Burning Man? Yeah. Yeah. If you look, I am the bird girl in the tub with the big fluffy <laughs> hair. Oh, and okay. I was. I was supposed to be a trumpet strumpet, but then they were like, let's do something weird with her. And I'm like, cool. And then they, um, I'm standing behind Frankie Munez when he goes through the balls after being liquefied with KY jelly. So I got, I doubt, I got doused in KY jelly and I had to run through these balls. And, um, and then I had to explain to my mother what I had done for work that day. (laughs) (laughs) But I got my, I got my third SAG voucher that way. So I became SAG because I got doused in KY jelly and run through balls. For Malcolm in the Middle. I'm, I'm just going to say that that is now my, I'm just going to have to say, second favorite KY Jelly moment in movies. Because <laughs> my first is going to have to be Burt Reynolds dousing himself in KY Jelly and then rolling around in uh, in Demi Moore's dryer lint. I remember that from what the trailer. Striptease. Yep, from Striptease. Oh. Horrible movie, great scene. See, I thought that was uh, Boogie Nights, but no, Bert's in a different role on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a weird life. (laughs) No, he pays some guy to steal her dryer lint. Yeah. She can't understand why her lint trap is so clean. Uh, Someone's breaking into her house and stealing her dryer lint for Bert Reynolds. You know what the most outrageous part of that is? Somebody wrote that. And then somebody else was like, yes, we're sticking with this. All right. Lights, camera, action, this. go. You know that I actually well, like, do save dryer lint because it's good fire starter for camping. Yes. Doesn't shock me. Also, they say that you should, you can donate dryer lint and cat fur to the companies that um, build like the rolly things and they throw them out into the ocean when there's an oil spill and it can uh, saturate it really up. well. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
Um, so dryer land and cat fur, because Solomon here donates probably thirty percent of our dryer land. Solomon, come here. So you worked on. Uh, God, I'm you know, I want to let you go, but I want to ask you. I'm grabbing. You worked on. Uh, you worked on uh, Mad Men. Yes. So were you on the set for that? Two years, I was on set oh. for that. Um, I was the secretary. I was a secretary in season two and season three. So I was uh, in these the Sterling Cooper uh, mm-hmm. pool. So okay. if you will, you see the episode where Freddie Rumson pees himself, I'm his secretary. In the episode <laughs> where the air conditioner breaks, uh, Ken is putting a heater by my feet. And then in the episode where the they bring in the lawnmower, you can see me mm-hmm. in the back almost throw up. I've, I've almost seen them all. threw up when that happened. That yeah, was, if you if you look, there's a girl that just goes and then dips out. That's me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, biggest asshole on the set. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to say. <laughs> All right. It's John. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we're not recording. <laughs> you don't say anything. We know it's you. No. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, no. If you say there is no asshole, it's you. Got it. Because there's okay. got to be one. <laughs> I was. I could have swore that in the second right. to last season that Megan was going to be a victim of a murder victim because of the state. The Sharon Tate references in that. Yeah, you, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've, I've only seen herring. like two episodes of it. Okay. <laughs> really? I never. I never really watched the things that I've been in, and it's weird because like people will recognize me from something that I did in 2003, and like people, yeah, I was on the Chappelle Show, and people still remember that character. And I'm like, why? Don't did did that that memory not get like wiped with something else? Like. Well, because that scene was that scene was so remarkable. I mean, it was yeah, like it was it, funny. It was, it was, stu- it was shocking. Well it was a shocking. So, I'll thing. just never understand, like, because yeah, it's it. It was it was great, but like it, I'll get screenshots of like I was in Mother's Day with Julia Roberts as an extra, and people will screenshot that and send it to me, like, look who I found. I'm like, stop sending me photos of this. I look terrible in everything I've ever done. All right, LD, it's been fun. Um, thanks, Tango. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Tango, you're Thanks. Tango, you're awesome. Please let's connect because I feel like we have got a lot of thoughts in common. Okay. Only, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only thing we had was you're at the far end of loving Jurassic World and I am at the low end. And I feel like for that's different the only- reasons. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We have social. Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week.